Hey, welcome to the Center in the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Elsie. She's holding on by a thread, friends. Today, we are completely scriptless, as we like to call it. Um, nothing is off the table except for the F-bomb. Be very afraid. <laughs> She's real tired. But honestly, we both are. We started with the whole thought that we were going to talk about prayer. And I said, I don't even want to talk about prayer right now. Like, I'm just tired and I'm done. I will, I do, here's what I'll say about prayer. <laughs> She's already over that, okay. Oh, keep, about keeping it simple, because I think that that's kind of what today may be about, is we, life is complicated, and sometimes we don't help ourselves. <laughs> we keep it complicated, and I had a really insane day the other week, and I Thankfully, I mean, I saw God at work all throughout the day, and we were talking all throughout the day, and I was... Her and God, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. Um, and then at the end of the day, it was my turn to say the blessing, and I simply said, Dear God, thank you. Amen. And, like, everybody in the family just, like, turned, like opened their eyes and looked at me like, what? That's all you got? <laughs> no, not our colorful prayer. Come um, on, mom. And I'm like, you know, it was a great lesson. Sometimes that is enough. Like truly, that was all I had. I truly meant it from the bottom of my heart. And we had been in conversation all day long and he knew it. And sometimes we just need to keep it simple. Yeah. And so if that's where you're at today, if you don't even have the thoughts or the words to pray. Allison said, I don't even have any words. And I was like, well, this will be interesting recording a podcast with you because you don't have any words today. But, you know, we're all exhausted. But I do want to say one thing. As I was um, heading over here, I was thinking of all the things. I am almost 48. Did I think my life would be like this at 48? Hmm. So, Allison, I don't know if you ever thought previously what you would look like at 48 is this what you thought i don't think i ever got that far yeah you know, me when either. they ask you that question they're like where will you be five years from now where will you be 10 years from now i'm like dude really i'm just trying to make it through today <laughs> i mean you know i i wanted to be in high school i wanted to be an interior decorator and an artist and actually you are doing both of those things but you didn't just go straight from high school into those things. You took quite a few little turns. Gosh, I always have to do stuff the hard way. I think we all do. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I do. I mean, I, I, you're exactly right. I We have built and sold and designed houses, and I've been able to decorate. I haven't done it for a living, but it has given us a living, right, when we resell the houses, and it's fun to help friends. I know I'm always like, come and check this out for me and help me get this space. But, you know, maybe you're at a point in your life where you're, I don't know, and you're just turning 40 and you're thinking, gosh, is this all there is in life? Is this really, I, this is not where I wanted to be in life. Um, I just want to encourage you to look back and think about, number one, where you thought you were going to be, okay? And then think about all the turns that you took on the way there and did anything good come out of them? So was there something really hard in your life, Allison, that took you for a surprise? It like was a curveball from God or you didn't even think it was from God. You were just like, what the heck is this? 
But then now looking back, you can go, wow, that was life changing. Thank you, God. Uh, like my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Give us an instance. Give us one of your favorite also shocking instances, maybe. Oh, gosh. Well, I'd like to point out first that along the way, just like the whole um, interior decorator thing, you know, sometimes when we want something, Can we just call you an interior designer? Because decorator, I feel like you're going to put ruffle curtains up. Okay, interior designer. Interior designer. I wanted to do that. I am doing that. Did it look the way I thought it might look? Oh, there it is. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Uh Uh-huh. It didn't look the way that I imagined it to look, the way the world said it should look, that you go to design school and you get your degree and you open a little shop and you help people come in and pick out their pillows and their matching things. I don't do that. But I am still an interior decorator. I think what's interesting is, you know, God placed that in your heart. Like that is a gift and a talent of yours that God had given to you early on um, and shown it to you. But then, of course, you didn't do it the way the world told you to do it. So you thought you weren't actually accomplishing it. Oh, yes, girl. But now you're looking back and you're going, actually, actually, (laughs) I tell, you know, the crazy part is I tell my kids this all the time I'm like we don't fit in boxes our family doesn't fit in a box we don't do things the way the world says we should um we are not of this world and I'm like oh maybe you should listen to what you say (laughs) to other people yes and also one of the things I never ever thought I would do would be to public speak because honestly one of the most terrifying things that I ever had to do as a child in elementary school was be called on by the teacher. Like I literally, when they called you up to go do a math problem, which was my weakest subject at the board, I would start to cry. It was paralyzing to me. Yeah. Can we just like teachers, I hope you don't do this anymore, but like that is public humiliation. Okay. And you're being a jerk. For some, for some people, it is, I mean, it was awful. It was literally the worst torture that you could give me at that time in my life. And, um, I mean, public speak, just doing anything in front of the class was a huge step for me. And so for me, people always laugh and they're like, really? Whatever. No, it was a serious thing for me. So when one of the things I never, ever thought I would do even though I thought I would be an interior designer, never did I ever think that I would, for a living, stand in front of people and talk. Okay, so then... Definitely no. How did you get here? Um, wow, such a long, super long path. But the Lord just like slowly grew my confidence, slowly gave me little tiny experiences, and then threw me out of the whale's mouth, like up on the land, and was like, do your thing, lady. But you also (laughs) didn't suddenly go, oh, okay, the script for a speaker is to go to seminary school and to study this and to know Hebrew. You didn't do that either. I didn't. I did not. And yet, and yet God still uses you in a way that A, you never thought you could be used and B, in a way that the world, you know, you didn't take the worldly path or the scripted path. That's right. I don't think I ever do. I don't think any of us ever do. Or at least the script that we have in our minds sometimes. And we think that when that isn't happening, that things are just a hot mess. 
And they do feel like that. Let's be honest. <laughs> it feels like a hot mess if you're doing the scripted route or you're not doing the scripted route. FYI. Yeah. I, when you can look back and kind of take a moment and reflect, it does make so much sense. Well, it's so funny because I was um, at my son was having football practice and I was at a park and there's this little quarter mile track and it's a cement track and you can see most of it. And it, there's a little marker that tells you how long it is and how many laps, blah, blah, blah. So I would just go during football practice and just run that loop. Um, so I could calculate how far I was going, how fast I was going. I knew where it started. I knew where it ended. I knew all the things, right? And I ran that track for week after week. Well, then something happened. I ended up not going on the track that day. I just started walking the parking lot or something. And then off to the side of the parking lot, I see this clump of trees and it's close to the baseball field. And Melissa, the adventurer is also um, very, what do you want to call I'm very aware. Like I am very aware of dangers that could be there. So I'm always ready for fight or flight. Always on alert. Always. There you go. Live very alert. Yes. So I see this path and it's not a cement path and it's in these trees and it's like the orange um, clay that you would see on a baseball field. Okay. And it, and it, the path goes up this little hill and it goes into the trees and I can see the path and it winds kind of around and I don't know where it goes. I can kind of see where it might come out. And I thought, what is, what is that? I mean, like if I go walk on that, I'm not really going to know how far I'm going. And I don't really know. I'm pretty confident that it's not going somewhere dangerous because I can kind of get a glimpse of the whole area. And so I just decided, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go do that thing. Wow. So I go walking up. That's a big step for you, actually. I mean. Right. Yeah. You. I mean, it really is. I think acknowledging that is a big thing. So I go walking on this path, right? But I'm still walking with my agenda. I'm walking fast. I'm trying to count my steps. I'm trying to see if I can get my heart rate up because I have a mission and I know that I want to get my heart rate up. I need to at least get some cardio in because I hadn't worked out there in day, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, God's like, just slow down. Just slow down for a minute. Walk slow. It doesn't matter. You're still going the same distance. It doesn't matter how fast you go. You still did the mile. Does it have to be fast? Are you missing stuff on the path? And I thought, gosh. I just traded one path, my my trajectory for my life, for a different one. Whether you're um, a mom, and this is this is the route that moms take. You're supposed to take your kids to carpool. You're supposed to cook dinner every night. This is what you do. And if I'm doing it like the script says, I'm doing it right. So you can trade that for your work script, or for your ministry script, or for your marriage script. What would happen if we listened and waited for God's prompting and kind of drifted off a little bit? Oh, I love that. He tells us so many other things too. So I really needed to get away and got away to the beach last weekend. Just me and my little dog, Gypsy. Um, (laughs) If you can't have fun with a dog named Gypsy, you are not living your best life. So true. So true. (laughs) Thankfully, my husband stayed to manage the teenage boy at home, um, which was very sweet. But I was on one of my walks with the Lord and I was looking at shells of course, you have listened to the podcast long, you know, that I do love the deer shell. And I learned so much on my walks on the beach. Well, I'm walking along and I see this starfish, like gorgeous, perfect, still red and brown, which 
means it's alive. And I confirmed that because I called my mom. Um, <laughs> Google didn't help. He knows you all it. things. And um, I knew she'd be excited about it too. She's like, oh yeah, definitely alive. You should throw it back. I'm like, okay, I'll think about it. Oh, <laughs> so um, I'm looking at the starfish and I took a picture of it, but then I did throw it back. Good job. Good job. Good I was job. worried for our podcast. Like, yeah, <laughs> I did throw it back. Um, but I, I kept walking and I was like, Lord, what do you want me to learn from this? Uh-huh. What, you know, just, okay. What's that about? I've literally this is the first time that has ever happened to me on a walk I've never seen just this beautiful live starfish laying there in this little bed of shells I mean it is gorgeous I mean I've lived in Florida for 31 years and never saw that so yes I mean we'll post a picture of it it's amazing it looks fake it looks like somebody staged it but it was it was God but continue yes (laughs) so here's what he said he whispered to my heart you're a star Aww. And I was like, uh, no, that is not right. I don't know what you're talking about. That is, um, no, that is very selfish. That is very whatever. And I had this instant reaction to hearing those words. Oh, what was it? That, like, no. Not me. Wrong person, Lord. Like, that cannot be right. That cannot be from you. The next thing was basically like, why is that so hard for you to hear? Mm. Oh, conviction much? It's like you tell women all the time to trust who they are in the Lord, that they are loved and adored and treasured and forgiven. You tell these women all the time and your friends and your family and strangers that they're stars, that they're my stars. You're all my stars, my children. Why can't you hear those words from me? Girl. Snap. I was like, oh, man. I'm, it was hard for me to hear. I'm, tr- I'm like, the Lord is just telling me a truth, and I can't even take it. That's interesting. Have you taken that to the council yet? Not yet. Okay. So me and the Lord were working it out. And honestly, I was like, okay, I'm. this is a really important lesson. I'm really hoping that the starfish still washes back up on the shore, which means he really had perished, but I hadn't dried out yet. And I can take him home because this is <laughs> <laughs> like, I need you now. Come back, starfish. Sacrifice Come for this back. lesson. I, I want to take you home as my little reminder. And he never did. And... Um, I was literally going to start looking through your house, see if you had a new yeah, fish tank. <laughs> no, and, and I, I did look a lot and walked back and forth and a little bit farther down. You know, sometimes the tide can carry stuff a little farther this way or that way. A little embarrassing, but I did look a little. And then I went back one more time just to be sure I hadn't missed it. <laughs> and then I was kind of like, man, okay, I, I'm going to just admit I'm a little disappointed. I don't get to take that home. I feel like this is a really important lesson for me that you've given me lord and he was just like other people still need to hear their star that little Mm. starfish still has a job Mm. he's gonna wash up somewhere else and hopefully the next person that finds it will have that little conversation with the lord too it was so convicting and encouraging yeah i remember you and i had a moment on the beach last summer 
and I, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but I said something to you similar. Mm-hmm. I said, you tell women this all the time, but yeah. then I, I see you saying different things to yourself and you're like, Oh, and I think all of us do that. Um, I think we all feel like we have to put on a mask, which we talked about masks so many episodes ago. Um, I have on my, um, my Christian speaker mask, you know, like we had a situation, my husband and I, and we were copied out an email and I said, honey, I don't feel like I can respond in the way that you're asking me to respond because my tagline is my speaker and my podcast stuff. (laughs) So that feels like, you know, if they don't know me well, I'm coming out guns blazing. But you all know that Melissa does come out guns blazing and Jesus still loves her, right? (laughs) But I felt like this person doesn't know me. There's no context. So what are they going to say? What if they... Anyways, you get the point. We all have masks. And, you know, we all have this... Even something we haven't even thought about. Like, we all have this unspoken trajectory for our lives. We all have that paved path that we're on that we're not even aware that we're on. And if we're not doing it just like that paved path says we should, then we feel like we're doing it wrong. But God is offering us this creative path, right? It's a little bit rocky. It's really windy, but it's beautiful. And he says, slow down and embrace the journey. Stop running that race. I don't care what you're doing in your life right now, guys. Every single one of us is choosing either the paved cement path or we get to choose God's creative curvy path, slow down, embrace every single day. Yeah, we don't learn enough when things are on cruise control and smooth. I mean, that's just the way it is. And so embracing the suck, <laughs> the hard stuff, I mean, there's a reason that's a, that's a saying. I mean, leaning in to God in these times and these circumstances that we may be in that are challenging and hard and emotional and gritty and unexpected is so important to our growth. Like not just in our trust of the Lord, but in our understanding of how much he loves us, our understanding of who he created us to be and that we're okay right where we are. We're not perfect but we're leaning on him, if we're leaning on him, we're always going to be moving in a forward direction. And so I do want to say, I want you to take a look this week at your life and see what path you're on. Is it a cement path that you're following? Is it, is it, does it have directions on it? Is it like spray painted with arrows and you know exactly where you're supposed to be going and you just like have to reach train track at the park? Right. The train cannot, it's just a circle. Yeah. Is that, is that the path that you're on and how's that working out for you? Like God probably has an adventure, but you're so afraid to get off that path because the world tells you that that is the way to go. But you know, at the end of the day, it's just a circle. And for you, Allison, before we go, I have this is one of my favorite scriptures, and now I kind of think I know what I'm going to do. I have this art piece written, done for me many, many years ago, and it was in my living room, and it said, you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firm to the word of life. Um, that's from Philippians 2, 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. And that is the truth. We all are shining stars, and we cling to God's truth. We are shining stars in this very crazy, chaotic, dark world. Yes, and if I had, I think 
what worked it so much for me was when he said when it was you're a star I took the worldly definition of star oh right yep. and then when he removed that idea that it's like no you're my shining star all of my children are my shining stars when I looked at it from his perspective it was so much easier to grasp we cannot let the world get in the way and to find those words and those things, those truths from God, because they do make our path so much harder and so much more confusing. Yeah. All right. Well, we have no idea what our three points were today, but we hope (laughs) that there's some in there. And this was us coming to you live, raw, emotional, emotional, (laughs) a little worn out. And if you're feeling that way, our prayer is that you will seek and hear from the Lord in amazing and creative ways. And then he gives you the courage to step off that regular old worldly circle rat race. Yep. See you next time on the Center in the Saint.